On this episode of Building Your Wealth Muscle, we are joined by Kanal Gandhi, who discusses with us how his app can help reduce client injury, the decision process he went through deciding to create the app versus use what's on the market. We dive into how his app can increase the scale of your business as well as reduce the churn rates, and as well as he dives into increasing the client experience because of how you can review some of the data after they've worked out. And as always at the end, Kanal shares his philosophy on building his wealth wealth muscle. Hope you really enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast about building and protecting wealth for online health and fitness coaches. Each episode, we're going to break down different topics in the areas of business, finance, and tax, and how they pertain to your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Pat Darby. Today, we are joined by EZPT founder, Kanal Gandhi. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Pat. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. This is a, this is going to be very interesting because you're tackling the fitness space in a very different angle than a lot of people that we talk to. Um, and we've had other people on here that are using apps for their clients, but um, you have the technology behind it. Like a lot of them are using templates. Uh, so this is going to be exciting to sort of dive in as we people can learn more about what you're doing and how they can evaluate how they should be using technology in their coaching business. So tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, grew up in a house where my grandfather was a stroke patient, um, on the opposite side of the tree. When I turned 14, my mom had a stroke. So basically spent a lot of my time, you know, trying to prevent these things from happening to me. I got, I got really into fitness, health and wellness, uh, started coaching people at, in high school, started, you know, a small personal training business from just the notes app. And basically, uh, as I continue to, you know, increase, you know, the volume at which I was selling these programs, I took it to Instagram and other social media platforms. And um, fast forward to now, you know, we built an app called easy PT that basically tracks your form uh, 20 key points across your body, and basically says, um, you know, if you're doing an exercise correctly or not with real time feedback and audio cues. That's fantastic. And you are the one of the original founders, if not the founder. And now you have a team of how many people working for you? Yeah, uh, roughly we have a team of 25, I'd say. Um, awesome. It's, it's, it's been an incredible journey. My co-founders are amazing, Jay and Nick. Um, Jay's, you know, leads the technical development and Nick does a lot of the TikTok marketing. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about our team is it ranges from 16 to 65, um, you know, and we, we've had members on the team who've had, you know, um, no experience to 35 years of experience working in, you know, insurance, benefits, healthcare, and, you know, all of the above. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun group. That's awesome. Yeah, I was looking on your website uh, preparing for this, and I saw, like, your COO um, looks like he's probably on the higher end of that age spectrum. So that's, that's pretty cool. You have the all different – because you're, you're a young guy. Um, people listening probably can't tell, but you're in your, I think, said early 20s, right? Yep, I'm 22 years old. Um, we started the company about three years ago, so it's just been a lot of learning and you know, 
a little bit of an uphill battle, uh, you know, because I didn't know how to file my taxes coming into <laughs> starting this business. So um, just fast forwarding to now, I just feel like we've all learned a lot and, and we're, we're, we're growing as, as much as we can. That's fantastic. So let's let's dive into like, what led you to create your own app versus some of the templated things out there that a lot of the other coaches are using? Like, what was your thought process? Where you said, no, I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, at least from what I was seeing in the market, were there were a lot of database um, sorts of platforms that people would use for for um, in-person coaching. So, for example, like Team Builder, and, and then I'd see like the Trainerize and True Coaches that have been around for for, for a while. But basically, um, you know, as a fitness creator myself, I was I was posting all these videos, and as more and more people started to sign up, I realized I could only spend time, you know, doing content or training people. Um, whether it was virtual training or in-person training, I still wanted to spend that time really getting to know my clients and, and really building the best programs for them possible. And, um, you know, as we started to reach people in more and more countries, the time zone differences would get into play. And, you know, I, I wanted to find a way to, to, you know, automate some of the aspects of the business while also providing, you know, a better um, training experience for, for these clients. So that sort of led us to, um, you know, this this idea of, of, of um, giving people real-time feedback. I, I uh, one day went down for a deadlift. I was 18 uh, and ended up blowing out a disc in my back. And I think a lot of people can relate with me on that. You know, it, it's the common it's the common weightlifting injury story that you know everyone shares. And so, after finding that more and more people, you know, eight and ten people suffer from musculoskeletal conditions, and um, you know, in their lifetime, we wanted to find a way to not only prevent injury and have the prehab side of it, but also you know help people recover from from injuries and keep them in the gym. So what was the first iteration? Like how, when was the, when were you first able to start using it with clients? Because your technology now is, sounds pretty sophisticated. So what was its initial um, usage with clients? So, you know, I, I, was, I was super involved with, um, I guess my, um, this, the startup ecosystem at my university. I went to University of Pittsburgh and they would always say, build the MVP before you build the technology. So that minimum viable product was basically an Excel spreadsheet and, and um, it, it, was an it was an Excel spreadsheet and just, uh, and just videos and one-on-one -on -one FaceTimes. And basically what I found was if I could find a way to have people send me the videos or, or basically have, have real-time feedback without having to um, have them send me the video and, and, and give them the retroactive feedback, having them being at risk of injury, we, we would basically um, prevent a lot of these injuries. So yeah. I know, I'm, yeah. So so let's walk people through what the technology does in case. So as I understand it, the app watches you do like a squat, for instance, and inside of your your earbuds, it's telling you how to correct your form. Is that? That's completely correct. So the, so. I guess to answer your last question, the first version of the app was five exercises. You could do bicep curls, shoulder press, lateral raise, uh, lunges, and, and squats. And, and basically, uh, if you're leaning forward on a squat, it would tell us, keep your chest up, keep your neck straight. Um, and so that, that was actually the most basic version. We launched that in March of, or July, uh, sorry, June of 2020. So right after the pandemic had started. <laughs> 30, 30 students across the country on Zoom every day being like, how are we going to how are we going to stop weightlifting injuries? Fast forward a year later, uh, we, we launched the second version of the app, which is publicly available. And in the next 
two weeks, we're super excited to launch the third version of our app, um, which is our biggest launch yet. And, and I'm super excited to share that with you all. That's fantastic. So the, can you tell us what the newest upgrades will be or is that still yeah. under wraps? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share, you know, a little bit of it. Um, so basically I think a differentiator of, of our app and others is that, you know, we're really focused on the objectivity um, of, the pro of the programs that you're getting. So, you know, I've, I've seen 15 physical therapists for my back. I've seen tons of trainers for my, for my injuries and, and each one of them have given me different programs. And it's probably because I was at a different stage of, of my fitness journey throughout, throughout that whole process. So um, what we're doing is we're having uh, athletes and, and patients uh, go through an assessment. So they set their phone up and they'll do something similar to like, a, like an FMS screening. And so, um, for example, if they're doing an overhead squat, as I mentioned, they could be leaning forward on the squat. We could give them the cue, but sometimes people's bodies aren't actually ready to get back in the, um, you know, a, a true overhead squat in the, in the correct positioning. And so if they're leaning forward on that squat, that usually tells us weak core, tight hamstrings, and maybe weak glutes. So based, based on that information that we're gathering, we've built a recommendation engine um, in partnership with Stanford Medicine and, and Pitt's PT School to basically um, basically give people prehab and rehab protocols to, to be able to improve their range of motion. That's pretty amazing. So, so if you're the, the audience here is other fitness coaches, so how would they use this? Awesome. So I, I guess explain how the technology, is it based for other coaches to use with their clients? Is it for the end user to just like, you know, average Joe first day in the gym, they just buy this app. Like, what would what's the vision for the company? We believe that every single person in the world should have access to the to the technology that we're providing. So, um, you know, if you don't have a coach, you'll be able to simply set your phone up, and you'll get sort of like how TikTok has a for you page, and they give you the exact videos you want to watch. For us, we'll give you the exact workouts that your body needs, and, and, and you know, we're tr we're trying to you know give access to people all around the world with, with that. On the on the other hand, though, some people need that emotional connection with that with that coach. They've already built emotional connections with creators online. And so if we could basically give those coaches and creators the tools to better um, have relationships with their with their athletes and, and clients and such, I think that that would make a huge um, a huge difference for, for for coaches It'd also save them a lot of time. So, you know, if you're, if, if, the, if the form checking is automatic and the, and the recommendations are automatic, I think I think uh, coaches could spend a lot more time, you know, doing stuff like this, sharing their their stories and, and, and sharing, um, you know, uh, their, their individual ideology on why they became a coach. No, I think that's, I think that's amazing because I agree with you. Like, I, I'm not comparing it to it, but in my head, like thinking of like a web MD, like that doesn't replace the doctor because like you want to do, you want to be educated yourself, but you need, in my opinion, the, cause Google has all the answers, but you need still, in my opinion, like be able to tell a human being like, this is what I'm trying to do. And then they kind of, I don't know what the term I'm looking for. Like they, they wipe out all the noise and say like, focus here. And I feel like your app would be a very complimentary feature to them being like, just ignore all of this noise that you see on Google and focus here. That's exactly it. I've seen so many, you know, creators creating um, courses of like, here's how to grow your fitness business. And, you know, there's, there's so much out there. Um, and a lot of it works and a lot of it, you know, it doesn't work as well necessarily, but I think what we're trying to do is say, let, let's add, you know, some objectivity to, to training as a whole. If you're training someone across the globe, 
and and you can't do the one-on-one -on -one FaceTimes, you know, here's an app that could that could provide all that data, send it back to the coach, and then the coach could review it on their own time and, and, and make sure that the person's progressing. No, I think that's I think that's a fantastic technology. Um, so what would what would your advice be to a coach that's debating um, should I use EZPT? Should I do what Canal is doing and start my own? Like, how did you how do you assess that if you're like a I, mean, I was gonna say a new coach, but I guess even a seasoned coach is like I'm trying to add more technology. How do you sort of differentiate what the thought process is? Yeah, so I think at least in if if I'm a um, you know if I'm a, if I'm a new coach and I'm entering today's market, I think the first thing that I would be thinking about is building audience. You know, TikTok and, and Instagram and others are are you know allowing people to to reach people all, all around the world. So I, I'd be really focused on you know um, just sharing your, not only just the workouts that I'm doing, but you know uh, the journey that I went through. So so you know learning how to work out for the first time you know, training my first client, I'd be like kind of storytelling that that, that would be the first thing I do. And then as more and more people start signing up, and, and, and I started to build an email list or uh, started to build uh, relationships with my customers, essentially, um, I would just kind of listen to their feedback and use them as my North Star. Uh, I think, you know, throughout startup culture, it's very common for people to say, talk to your customers, talk to your customers. Um, and so, you know, that would be sort of the first thing that I would do. And, and if they said, hey, make me an app or uh, hey, can you start using this app? Then you know, I would just I would just follow their lead there. That's great. So, how is um? I know the original version is nothing like, but how has the business model changed or improved since you started? Yeah, so you know, we're seeing a lot of opportunity, um, you know, in the consumer space. But more so than that, there's there's uh, we've had employers that have warehouses and and, and nurses. Um, from hospitals and such that deal with back pain. And so we're starting to look a little broader um, into the employee benefits uh, market. You'll, you'll see a ton of companies uh, today that are basically providing content um, and basically provi and, and providing data to the employers uh, to incentivize employees for working out regularly. For example, uh, in terms of musculoskeletal conditions, it costs the US about a trillion dollars. It's about 4% 4, 4 of the GDP. Um, and so trying to push those costs in, down in work shortages because their people are injured or Medicare costs actually get them better or so a combination. It's, it's a combination. So, you know, there's, there's lost productivity, there's direct spending on the, on the surgeries. Um, I think, I think the big one in my opinion is, 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 is the lost productivity, right? If, if you miss work one day because your back's hurting, you know, workers comp kicks in, but then also they have to find a new uh, individual to come work there. And, you know, I guess, you know, the time spent to train that new person, it takes time. Um, and so people are looking to fitness professionals, you know, like, like the audience here, like you all, um, uh, to prevent these things from happening and keep, keep people, uh, healthy and at work and do, do being able to provide for their families. And so we're seeing opportunities there. And then I guess also on, on the insurer side, right. People want to push costs down. And so we're working with orthopedic surgeons, physical therapists, and trainers to try to say, hey, you know, let's do the assessments with the with the clinicians, but let's push the day-to-day -day training to the to the personal trainers. You know, if, yeah. if you're seeing a physical therapist and, and they say that, um, you know, I think I saw a stat that said 98% of people are on a three-month wait list or more for the top 2% of care. 
um, <laughs> in physical therapy. And so, it, you know, if those are the exact numbers, I think, you know, let's reduce the wait lists and let's send them to the trainers. The trainers are learning the same thing. So they all, a lot of them have sports medicine backgrounds or they're reading textbooks about sports medicine. You know, the literature's in front of us. Let's, let's empower these trainers with technology and let's, let's, you know, let's build a bridge. You know, I think you, you mentioned something that really needs to be highlighted. Um, like, cause it's obviously the podcast about like building wealth and protecting wealth. That's a big misconception I find out there that like disability benefits, I think people think are like people who get, you know, fall off a ladder or all of these traumatic situations. But I forget the number, but I think the top five disabilities are what you just described, like back pain. Um, well, one of them, uh, well, exercise does like one of them's mental disability, like depression. Um, but like the top three or four are all very common things that people don't realize. They send people out of the workforce um, because it gets it gets bad enough. So um, I do agree that the work that fitness coaches are doing, like not necessarily, not to throw doctors under the bus, but like that's not where it's getting done. Like I feel like they're more pharmaceutical related than actually getting into the gym or wherever and fixing these things and curing, quote unquote, curing these things. So I think you're you're looking at it from that perspective. And I know obviously you guys are a startup company with Silicon Valley investors and stuff. So you're looking at the very big picture, but that's, that is a very underserved area of like wealth creation and just stop spending it on these deficits. So. Absolutely. I, I, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great insight. I think in, in at least my personal situation, it was like, I went to an orthopedic surgeon and they checked my hips and they said, you know, your left hips weak today. I went to six. Was weeks this after you you blew the disc? This was after I blew the disc, um, and so you know they check my hip, they send me to the PT, and they say you know do six weeks to twelve weeks here. So I finish the PT, I go back. He says your right hip's weak, and I go last time my left hip was weak, and my back pain's <laughs> on my left side. And um, you know they send me back to the PT, and um, as soon as my PT sessions were over, they were like, okay, well either you get surgery or you you go back to the gym, and even as a trainer myself, you know, getting hurt, thinking that I was doing the form correctly and still, you know, not stretching enough or not having the right amount of mobility, um, you know, there was still a risk for me. So I wonder what happens to all of the other people that aren't sort of educated in fitness. And I think it's our job as fitness professionals to, to, to educate the, the population, um, no matter how experienced or, or inexperienced, you know, we should be, we should be doing everything we can to try to promote longevity and, um, you know, provide, the, the tools people need for movement. And so how let's dive in a little bit more on how the app works. So if you're a coach who's like, all right, this easy PT sounds pretty cool. I want to check it out. How does it how does it actually work inside of their business? Like, do they pay to use the app? Do clients pay to use the app? Is it free? Or what's the what's the model from the perspective of a fitness coach? A, a lot of the apps free right now. And so currently we have coaches that are saying, uh, you know, you come and see me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, I want you to use the easy PT app. And, um, you know, we can provide them the data in terms of who's doing their exercises and who isn't, uh, the rep accuracy at which they're doing them at. So, you know, if they're doing, uh, squats 80% of the time, uh, correctly and 20% incorrectly, you know, they can go back through the videos and say, oh, okay. Uh, 
easy PT saying that you're doing it incorrectly because you're only going halfway down. And so, you know, so providing... all the data comes back to the coach. Yeah, exactly. So our newest launch will have this dashboard that coaches will be able to use and, and um, you know, not only provide better insights for their athletes, but reduce churn. Um, you know, from a business perspective, you have, you have, you know, you're managing more and more people if you're an online coach. And if they don't necessarily do their exercises, they're going to drop off. Yeah. Uh, so for, for what we're trying to do, if we're seeing adherence and compliance sort of re reducing, we're, 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 we're going to have a nudge button that says, Hey, you know, let this person know it's time to, it's time to get back in the gym. It's time to start, you know, doing your exercises at home. So it helps with automated accountability for the coach. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the big thing is like, we, we see movement health as this gradient. It's like, you know, people learning to walk again over here, you know, people like my mother, all the way to people training for the Olympics. And all of these people are elevating their heart rate. You know, they're trying to watch what they eat. They're all trying to move through uh, some sort of routine. And so if we could provide a, a routine uh, and, and have the coaches basically customize them for the individual, I think we'll see really, really strong outcomes for these individuals. And so can a coach in its current um, version, can the coach like white label this? so that the client so it can feel proprietary to the client and the coach like hey you work with me you get all this cool technology that's quote unquote mine um is that a doable feature at the moment so so currently we have we have uh creators and coaches directly reaching out to us and saying hey here's this routine that i've built um you know can you put it on your app and so we have routines from the pittsburgh penguins uh strength and conditioning coach and the georgia tech athletics uh, athletics coach and uh, what they've done is they, they've sent us this routine and we put it on there, and, and what we're doing, we're doing with a lot of these newer uh, creators, um, is basically creating a revenue share. So, you know, similar to the Patreon model, rather than just posting videos, in, in our case, you could just post the workout routine, and people could subscribe. Interesting. So, so say that again. So, if you're a coach who has a specific routine that they're that they bring to their clients, they would. So how does that work? So a client could find some coach's program and say, all right, I want to do this, this, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of a hypothetical, but like, so basically if you have like a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday split, specific routine, push, pull, whatever it is, you can make that a subscription. So random person on the other side of the world could just see your routine, have seen you on Instagram, knows that you know your stuff and just pay to follow it or something like that. It's exactly it. So, so that's the, that's the direction we're moving towards. So it's, it's, you know, it's like basically a full business suite for online coaches to convert their followings, but, you know, providing them the exact workout routines that they want their coach, their, their clients to do. Um, because you can make a spreadsheet you can make a website, but it's a lot of work and fitness professionals are fitness professionals. They're not necessarily web developers, right? Yeah. So you see a, 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 such a wide variety of websites. You see websites that are really, really strong. And then you see websites that you know, it, 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 they're just not as great. And so if we can, if we can provide all the platform, uh, you know, if we can provide the platform, the tools, the automation, you know, if you're a fitness professional, it, it becomes, you know, your sole focus becomes marketing and growing your business. And so as in its current version, it's a revenue share. So it's not, they don't have to come out of pocket if like no one adapts this, this version of their model. It, it, currently, there's no risk for the trainer. Got it. Yeah, there's no and risk. It's it's just all it's right now like any individual 
uh, in the current form of the app, any individual is just signing up, they're downloading it, they're paying for it. Um, it's like eight bucks a month for the premium stats, but most of the app's free. I mean, anybody could sign up right now and, and, and play around with it. Um, and with our upcoming launch, uh, we have PT clinics that are, that are using it. We have um, trainers and coaches that are using it. Orthopedic surgeons are, are working with us on some clinical studies. And we want to be sort of a, a clinically validated fitness platform. That's amazing. I, honestly, like that's, I don't know. I mean, I don't study this stuff, but I don't know too many other technologies like this. Like I know a lot of coaches that are using apps, but I don't, I think it's more on the accountability side, keeping track of what they should be doing. But obviously it's not checking if they have horrible squat form um, and obviously giving you a heads up like, hey, this this is a risk to injury client. Um, does it does it give any sort of um, feedback to the coach? I don't know. I'm just to, for simple terms like green, yellow, red. Like if they're like form is horrible. Like hey, get get in touch with this client. Like they're gonna hurt themselves. Or is it just like on the dashboard just says hey, these people aren't doing it properly. Yeah, um, it's it's both. So okay. you know, uh, on the dashboard, what we're developing is is basically um, you know when you see all of your different clients and you'll see their faces and stuff. The ones who aren't doing their exercises or are doing them more incorrectly will have like a red tile. The ones who are on pace or green. So, you know, in 10 to 15 minutes or less, you could probably go through all of your clients, depending on you know how many there are, and nudge them, send them messages, send them encouragement, um, and just basically ensure that they're they're staying on track. I think, uh, you know, just from what I'm seeing in the market, a company that does a really really good job directionally is 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 called Found. Um, they just came out of stealth mode. One of the Bumble. COOs, now, I believe, is the yep. That's so. That's so funny. You you bring that up. There's a guy at my gym who just I was talking to him. He's a uh, he works for them, and uh, that's so funny. I'd never heard of the company until literally last week, and I was like, "What's the name of the company you work for?" And he's like, "Found by um, her, right? Uh, Robert her, or Richard they, her." They they just came out of stealth, and and I'm excited about them because because. They they're pairing clinicians with nutritionists, um, so you basically have you know you, you have your doctor, you have your, your nutritionist, and then you have your athlete or, or your patient, and they're basically trying to help with weight care management. I think it's going to be the same thing on the fitness side of the spectrum. You're going to have you know your ortho, your PT, your trainer all working together, making sure that hey, I'm I'm a high performance athlete, but now my knees flaring up or now my back's flaring up, like. What do I do? So they'll send you with all the data that we've collected over the you know over the years of that individual. Send them over to the PT and say, hey, let's do another assessment. Let's see what's what's going on with your body. You know, does this person need surgery? Yes or no? Probably you know probably not. Send it back to the trainer. Let's adjust their program. Um, that's directionally where we want to go. So you're partnered with Found. I, I had to look it up because I was curious. It's Andrew Her started that company. Um, so you're partnered with them. We're not. Or partnered you guys are. With them competitors just, I, I don't think we're competitors either I think you know just oh. directionally of where of where the industry is going I'm just you know pointing them as an example of like you know we're really excited about you know where the where the the field of medicine is going because it's a direct-to-consumer healthcare model where clinicians and trainers and you know anyone across the continuum is getting access to the patient and, and ensuring that they're going to get better outcomes yeah no I I totally agree with you because like that's from what I understand from my my friend at the gym who works for them, I'm not sure if he's one of the founders, but um, yeah, like they do elite performance 
And so like they're looking at stuff that doctors don't look at, like all the blood, like what you're eating, um, like looking at the real science of what makes you better. Um, and I think what your app is doing is amazing because, I mean, that's that's part of the problem of like the online coaching space, at least in my opinion, is that you don't have a trainer standing next to you being like, your form is not right, or you got tired and now you're going to, you're you dropped whatever your hips is something like that. And obviously from a coaching perspective, that's their business model is better online. Like there's no disputing that they can scale way better if they're not sitting inside of the gym next to a person, like watching them do curls. But that is the risk is that you can't give them that individualized attention. So how does it work onboarding? So the, is there like a process where the person has to like, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm not a tech guy, so it's going to sound stupid. But like, do you have to like stand in front of your mirror with the, the app looking at you, so it kind of measures your body? Like, how does how does the onboarding work for a brand new person getting ready to to use the app? So basically, you know, just like any other app, you sign up, and and the first thing that a, an an individual will do is is the assessment. So they'll set their phone up against a wall, water bottle. Uh, we're happy to send you a stand if you if you want one. <laughs> um, but basically. The um, assessment will take you through 10 or so exercises that have been designed um, with the Pit PT folks and the exercise scientists on our team. And they basically will give you um, a baseline of like, hey, like here's how far you could touch your toes or you know, um, some, some of the basic assessments that trainers are already doing. Um, based on that, that's when we start recommending exercises and saying, hey, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to touch your toes and you're only getting like you know, halfway down to your knees, then we need to work on that hamstring um, mobility. And, and, and so, you know, similar to how Tom Brady trains and LeBron trains, we're, we're focused on longevity. That's, that is amazing. So do they do that in the gym? Like do they, they set it up, go to the gym and like start doing the very basic movements so that the app can give you a, an overall, I guess, pre-score or something like that? So, so today, you know, our, our apps being used by just a, a wide demographic of people, the younger folks, um, you know, people that are fresh out of college or fresh in college or, you know, learning to work out for the first time. These, these folks are going to the gym and using it, which we're finding pretty interesting because up until now, um, a lot of folks in our industry have always thought setting up your phone in the, in the, in the gym doesn't really make sense, but it's the same behavior as making a TikTok. So kids our age, you know, Gen Z, they're, they're making, they're, they're setting up their phone in the gym. No problem. Most of the folks that we're really yeah. focused on, though, are the, is the at-home um, market. You know, people that can't necessarily make it to the gym, or um, people that are busy, people that uh, can't afford a gym membership, but all, or or people that want actionable data and just want to work out in the convenience of their home, um, but don't want to put the hardware of like a mirror, or, you know, a tonal in their house. You know, this is something that you could just pick up your phone, do the assessment, immediately get feedback, and and, and uh, continue to get fit. That's fantastic. Um, so what would you, what was one thing if like in all the fitness space, what would you recommend or, or what do you see as something that needs a change in the fitness industry? Yeah. So I think in my opinion, you know, we talked about this a little bit, um, the, the continuum, you know, bridging healthcare professionals and sending them to trainers, you know, the, I mean, the, the patients, you know, sending the patients from healthcare professionals to trainers and, you know, having insurance companies cover personal training. I think that's where 
the industry needs to go towards because the trainers are, you know, you're, you're paying hundreds of dollars out of pocket for personal training uh, a month, for example, and you might go to a physical therapist and pay less money with the, with the insurance that's covering it. If you're paying out of pocket, the physical therapist is going to be more expensive, but if you're using insurance, you know, personal training might, it might be even more expensive. So focusing more on the preventative health side and saying, Hey, let's find different creative ways to, to get people to just move more, you know, whether it's walking, stretching, resistance bands, they don't need to be under a squat rack, but they, they, you know, we just need to get more people moving and find different ways for uh, our entire industry to cover those costs for, for day to day people. I think that's, I think that's so true. Um, I, I do find it strange that, well, I shouldn't say strange because I know I, I've been, I sell health insurance. So I've been in the, that industry long enough to know that there's a lot of money made by the insurance company itself. I've actually, you might know better than me, but I've heard that one third of the, all healthcare costs are administrative, basically meaning it's paperwork being pushed around by insurance companies back and forth and the billing. And it's like, if you stripped one third of the price out, our costs would come crashing down. It's, it's very frustrating. So I get how they're not necessarily motivated to do all this preventative work for people because that would probably be a, a revenue decrease on their end, which, you know, they, it is, they, it is the business of healthcare. That's, that is something that I'm sure all fitness coaches here are well aware of. It is not, it's not healthcare. It's the business of healthcare. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think, I think hopefully as, as time goes on, what we'll start to see is, 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 you know, more people that are just like, Hey, health, health needs to be a checkbox. You know, we should, we should, we should wake up and say, you know, here's exactly what I need to eat. Here's exactly how much energy I should expend, you know, tracking it on a wearable, like a whoop or an aura, you know, and, and then, and then basically say, uh, here's, you know, basically just the exact, the exact ways that I need to take care of my health. And then all of my free time could go to, you know, working on passion projects or, or, or working, you know, working, spending time with family, you know, the, the, the part of like, Hey, I can end up in the hospital tomorrow. Or I, I might not, you know, anything could happen to anybody in any day. And I think having, um, you know, continuous health, health monitoring, like the, the Apple watch and stuff is going to help fitness professionals, um, just help, help, help folks get fitter faster. I love that. Um, if I, using your app as an example, if you had to pick like one or two important metrics that you find a, a fitness coach should be measuring or tracking in their business, um, what would you recommend that to be for them? I think, I think, um, I think it's got to be retention. You know, you you want to have the the clients and athletes coming back. You know, you want to have people um, on the on the business side. You want to make sure that they're not signing up for a month and then quitting. Like, and 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 that always, you know, I, I I'm never, at least in, in my opinion, I don't think you can ever blame the the client or the the athlete. It's always got to come from the professional saying, hey, like, what what steps do we need to to, to make what what changes can we make to make sure that you stay on track with your plan because that's at the end of the day that's our job right um, and so I think retention and, and making sure that people are are sticking with the program working out three days or four days or five days a week like that's that's how we're gonna make real change in people's lives love that um, so this is this is a podcast again about 
wealth and financial freedom. So I always ask this question towards the end. What's your general philosophy on building wealth and financial freedom outside of your business? Yeah. So, I mean, at least in my case, I'm still trying to do that. Um, but you know, for everyone listening, I think the, what, what I've learned and I guess the advice that, you know, my dad's given me and, and others, I think I, I really focus and I, I really focus on, um, just following my passion. I think, you know, some of the most successful entrepreneurs that I've gotten the chance to work with have said the same thing. It's if you're not excited about what you're doing, whether it's fitness, whether it's, you know, your job, um, do, do what you're excited about. And, and with today's resources like TikTok and others, I keep, I keep bringing this up because there's just so much opportunity on these platforms right now um, to show off what you're excited about, music, art, photography, anything. Like, you know, turn it into a video or just have a video talking to your friends about any topic you're interested in. But I think, I think that there's, there's um, you know, in order to build wealth, I think you gotta love what you do. And it sounds generic, but it's it really like I, I wake up every day and I'm I'm just so stoked to be able to work on this project. That's fantastic. Um, so that new launch comes out in two weeks, you said? Yeah, roughly two weeks. We'll be we'll be live and and um, uh, I'll definitely send that link over to you. And yeah, please, you know, we, we could share it with everyone. And and if any coaches are you know interested in giving their feedback or or interested in our platform, you know, reach out to me. Um, and yeah, what's, what's the best way for them to find you and your company? Yeah, you could find us on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We're also on, um, uh, you can email us at hello at easypt.xyz. Um, so I'll share all the social media tags with you guys and, and, um, yeah. Yeah. We ha we'll put all the links. Um, your assistant, I believe sent all the links. So we'll put those in the show notes. Um, and then when this airs, it'll probably be a week or two. So by the time this airs, I think you'll have just been launching. So it might be like perfect timing. So awesome. as everyone's listening, where can they find the app? Yeah, you can download the app on the app store, uh, easy PT, four letters. Um, and you know, you'll see, you'll see us right there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kanal. I really appreciate you joining us today on building your wealth muscle. Thanks so much for the time, Pat. It's great. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us this week on Building Your Wealth Muscle. Make sure you visit our website, darbyba.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us as well. For more information on the topics covered, you can follow Pat on Instagram, at patdarbybiz. The download from this episode is available in the show notes, and if you want help building your wealth specifically, Pat Darby is currently taking private clients. The link to book a call is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.